Hi, my name is Chloe Roberts, and I wanted to welcome you to the Huddle Up podcast, hosted by my parents, Chris and Sarah Roberts. Huddle up as we hear from our sports families about their story and God's. Hey, everyone. We want to welcome you to Huddle Up. As you guys know, Chris and I are so passionate about faith and the sports family. And because of that passion, we feel so strongly to share God's stories and yours. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for letting us come into your homes, into your families, into your cars, and being able to share these amazing stories. And this month is no different. September is actually Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. And it is truly an honor that we get to share the story of Coach Scott and Wendy Smith and about their son, Zach. Coach Scott and Wendy have been in the coaching world for over 29 years. He's a head wrestling coach at Whitewater High School. And I'm here to tell you, today you guys are are going to laugh, you're gonna cry, but above all, you all are gonna be so inspired and encouraged by this couple's faith as we bring light into, into such a dark, dark subject. But before we get into their story, as always, let's get into God's. I used to ride to school with my dad every single day before um, before school, on the way to school. See, my dad was a former Navy pilot turned teacher and a coach. He was our FCA huddle coach, Sunday school teacher. Seriously, my dad is, is one of the most amazing men that you will ever meet with a giving heart. But those morning drives to school weren't filled with chatty conversation or music on the radio, but it was filled with listening to a radio show known as the Paul Harvey Show. If you are familiar with Paul Harvey, you know he was a master storyteller that always ended with the famous line and my favorite part, and now you know the rest of the story. Most of us have heard the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 in John chapter 6, but do we really know the rest of the story? In John chapter 6, It says, the next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, teacher, where did you go? How did you get here? Jesus replied in verse 22. He says, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Here's the thing. They didn't realize Jesus had left until they ran out of what he gave them. They weren't seeking Jesus because of who he was to them, but because of what he could do for them. He wasn't God to be served, but a man that would serve them. It wasn't until their full bellies were hungry again that they began looking for him. It wasn't until they needed him that they went searching for him. And the question is, are we any different? When do we find ourselves seeking God more? When we are full or hungry, when we have what we want or when we, when we are looking for something we need, when things are going good or when things are going bad. We can often seek answers from God when the answer is God. 
That's why Jesus went on to say, he is the bread of life. He is the living water and he is the light of the world. The very essentials we need to survive. We know 2020 has been so hard on so many and we're not any different right now. But it is in the trials that we have learned that God has revealed to us who or what we have put our faith in other than him. And truly, it has called Team Roberts back to him, a deeper connection to him and to each other. Here right now in the middle of chaos, we can seek God, obey God, and see how he finishes the rest of the story. Today, you're going to be inspired by an amazing story, and we hope you're encouraged by God's. We are so excited, and we want to welcome everybody to Huddle Up, and today we've got some special guests with you guys that we're excited to introduce you guys to and hear their story. So welcome Coach Scott and Wendy Smith to Huddle Up. Hi, thank you for having us. Hello, guys. Welcome. Well, um, so um, I coach with uh, Coach Smith, and uh, so it's uh, it's actually a, a relationship we've had for a few years. So uh, let's get into, um, first of all, how did you guys meet, and then how many years have you been married? Uh, we met in a um, singles group in um, a church in Rome, Georgia, and this is our 25th year. We'll celebrate our anniversary uh, this December will be 25. Oh, yay, because you're already planning right now for your 25th <laughs> wedding anniversary, right? Yes. You've got it already <laughs> planned. <That's laughs> right. You can thank me later, Wendy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know that you all's relationship didn't start out like the traditional love story, but really kind of out of, of after some tragedy. Can you guys share a little part of that story with us today? Uh, sure, I will. I will share that. Um, so, how I met uh, Scott is singles group. I was, um, I think, the first time I saw Scott, I was about eight months pregnant. And so, you might ask, why was I in a singles group at eight eight months pregnant? And so, um, anyway, I had a lot of single friends, and I was about twenty three years old. And um, my husband um, was um, he was in a boating accident. Um, the end of his life, and so at that time, I had Nikki, who was two and a half, and Zach was a year and a half, and I was five months pregnant with Jamie, uh, so, um, so that, um, at that point, I had started going to, before that, started going to a church that I just really felt welcomed at, and um, so all of that happened after I'd started going there and they just really loved on me. And I had a lot of single friends in that group. And so it was just a natural transition, I guess, for me, God just was creating that ahead of time, I guess, because it really was just a natural transition just to be a part of that group. And everybody just kind of took me in, loved on me. Mm, I love that story. I mean, <laughs> that's part of the story. <laughs> I love where their story well, that part of the story that, had to happen. That's what <laughs> for the I, that, yeah, I didn't love that part of the story. I, got I just you. know how your story ends. And so yeah. it, it gets me it gets me excited of, of where God did take you guys and, and 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 it had to start there. So So Coach Smith, you, you meet Wendy. She's eight months pregnant and, and fast forward, you guys get married and and here you have an instant family. 
Uh, how, like, what are some struggles that come with that? And then on the other end, what was some good that comes from that? Okay. Um, you know, just in um, raising kids, you know, this is a struggle for everybody. And I think a lot of our struggles are the same struggles that any parent, uh, parenting couple deals with, but um, m- maybe a little bit different in the sense that, um, you know, I, I struggle with a little bit with um, the discipline and, and the balance between grace showing grace and discipline and providing the structure and the, and the, and the balance of truth that I felt like was um, uh, needed in, in Wendy. It, Wendy needed that and the kids needed that. I mean, it was, there was, sure. her, she had her hands full. Yeah, um, I, can't imagine. So I can remember going to um, our second date was at a McDonald's with all three <laughs> of the kids. And uh, she, uh, she got back home from that date and said, he's never going to call me again. And uh, <laughs> so, but you know, so there's some def- definite, you know, um, issues of, you know, that the kids needed the structure. But here, the, the cool thing was that, you know, they accepted me as their dad right from the beginning. Um, you know, I was, I was even, you know, um, even before we were married and during the engagement period, that they, they kind of would call me that. And I was like, hang on, I'm not, not your dad yet. I'm not, not quite your dad, but I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, so That's cool. th- that was really cool how they accepted me and, and my family as well, who accepted all, all, all them as just as, as their theirs. They just really connected with you, and I and I love that from the beginning that there was just a connection there that um, is not easy, but it was there, and that that's awesome to hear. And were you already coaching at this point? Um, yes, I was. Okay. I was coaching up in Rome, Georgia. Okay, so I mean that's also cool. I mean that. Uh, uh, that they're they're getting ready to be dad as a coach. I mean that's always right. that's cool. Yeah. So how long you coach football and you coach wrestling and how long have you been coaching? Uh, this is my 29th year. Oh wow! So what what uh, you're a few years ahead of me, coach. So uh, <laughs> what, what is it about coaching that that you feel gives you purpose? You know I think um you know modeling uh, and molding kids you know modeling for kids what it means to be a man in today's world and what it means to be a you know, follower of Christ is definitely a big part of it um, you know I think a lot of our culture tells young men that to be a man you have to you know do a b and c and it's, it's really a uh, not it's not true you know mm-hmm. what a, a real man is and you know the follow of Christ and a lot, a lot of kids fall into the uh, lies that you have to have you know athletic accomplishments or make money or even sexual conquest. You know, I think mm-hmm. uh, it's, what a, it's a big lie that kids believe. And then certainly, you know, with coaching, uh, the molding of the character that, that sports naturally provides, you know, just the two things, that I, really all sports, but the two things I coach are football and wrestling. And I really feel like that that uh, really molds kids' character, uh, teaches them a lot of life lessons. And I just, you know, enjoy those two sports and just, happy to be a part of it, that process for those, those kids. Well, I can, I, I can tell you this as a parent mm-hmm. of one of your wrestlers. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much we love to hear that and, and how we see that um, and how you, how you influence our son. So as parents, uh, very grateful for that. Very grateful. And, and Wendy, when you, when you married Scott, you really got an instant family as well. Um, I'm not sure you or any coach's wife um, understands what they're getting into when they marry a coach. Um, But 
tell me what were some of the good and bad that you learned of being a part of a coach's family with this instant family of wrestlers and football players? Okay. Well, when we first started dating, actually, um, so I was working for a man that I was working for had been a professional uh, football player. And he said, Wendy, just the main thing I want to stress is just go to everything you can bring the kids, Mm. just get your family involved. So I had some good advice from the get go. Um, and we did try, it was hard. Um, but I would, especially wrestling because he was the head coach of the wrestling and he had more leeway of, you know, letting the kids get involved and, um, you know, and we were also involved in some schools where, you know, like Chase got to be the ball boy and, um, you know, got to be just on the field at some really great, uh, events. Um, so for the family, there was a lot of really good, um, connectivity so that part was great um the family side of it that just the different coaches wives um that i've gotten to know over the years that i just love um they're just like sisters uh they're you know your family you um and you just kind of have that bond especially when you're sitting in the stands and you already know <laughs> yes yes I we struggle do. I do struggle. Um, you know, I, I guess I had my personality. I'm very laid back. Um, takes a lot to get reaction out of me. I honestly, sometimes Scott might, he will attest to that. I think, but, but, um, but you know, talk about the coaches or, you know, the quarterback or just whatever, you know, and I just struggle to maintain, you know, um, be in the hands and feet of Jesus at that point. And I really have to, you know, try to rein it in, but, um, I'm not going to lie. I like, I like crazy game. Wendy. I do. (laughs) I, I like crazy game. Wendy. (laughs) I mean, Um, yeah, I I love it. I love it. I love being a part of it. You're competitive and you see it. And I love it because it really comes out how much you love your husband mm-hmm. during that time, but you also mm-hmm. love the boys that he's coaching. I think that's oh, what sure. that's what gets you so passionate. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to call it passion, is what we're yeah. going to. Okay, I love it. Okay, okay. Um, so hey, uh, I'm just saying what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that that is correct. You are very correct in that. So we we know that um, we're coming up on September and September is National Suicide Prevention Month. And it was heartbreaking to read that there are an average of 123 suicides each day in the US. We, we were looking at this and we also saw that suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in America. It's the second leading cause for ages uh, 25 to 34 and it's the third leading cause for ages 15 to 24, which is what you guys are coaching, which, which is crazy to me. We know that suicide awareness and prevention is something that you all are committed to and passionate about. Can you tell us a little bit about Zach? Yeah, sure. Um, so our son, Zach, was uh, 20 years old when he took his life in September of um, 2011. And um, so Zach went through a um, just a... Um, appeared in his young teen years where he doubted his faith and he uh, was really attacked by, by the devil. Uh, Zach was a believer 
uh, Zach was a uh, wonderful kid, and um, but he he went through a, a struggle where he he had some serious doubts, and um, the uh, teenage years, you know, were tough for Wendy and I as parents. Um, and uh, Zach had um, moved out. He was married, and he was uh, in the Navy um, at the time that this had happened. He had gone through some. Um, setbacks in the Navy and his um, personal life. He, um, so, uh, yeah, that's um, how, how that happened. Um, you want to share your thing, Wendy? Mm. I mean, it's just um, trying to think about the question, you know, about Zach. Because um, I know you don't want him to be defined by that. And, mm -hmm. and what what are some characteristics that you want um, people to know about Zach? So he was just um, so smart, um, very analytical. You know, um, when he came to faith, um, when he was little, so important to him. And as a matter of fact, really shared his faith pretty regularly, um, you know, and so... Um, and just as he grew older, um, you know, that verse that I just quote is the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he just really took advantage of the vulnerability. I feel like, you know, I feel like Zach struggled with, um, anger and depression, um, that we didn't see, you know, because not only was he smart, he was hysterical. He was so funny. Um, I just, you know, I just have, he would just really aggravate me to the point of, I just be so mad. I can remember and just looking at him and I'm like about to burst out laughing because he's just his facial expression while I'm angry with him. <laughs> and it just could completely just send me to this. I'm just like, okay, I know that you see this smirk on my face and I know you see that I'm about to bust out laughing, but I am mad. I'm still mad, <laughs> you know, and he just would just, you know, I don't know. So it was very hard for me to, um, be mad at him. And then sometimes, um, though, because of that, you could, you can love a child so much and just sometimes not like them. And, you know, we would go through things like that with him some, you know, I, I spent so much time on my knees and prayer for him as he struggled. Um, you know, and um, he, and he, you know, he called me uh, months before this happened, you know, and told me about some of the personal struggles um, that he was going through and, um, you know, and, but I didn't know, you know, just how deep that they were. And I didn't know, um, you know, where he, I just didn't know he was that close to what he did. So, um we think also he was um, that God was working in his life and, and sort of bringing him back. You know, the, the, mm. I think he was in the process of the story of the, in the Bible with the prodigal son and returns home. I really feel like God was nudging his heart at mm -hmm. that point. Um, I just saw some some signs of that. Yeah, there were. I mean, and he had talked to my uh, my brother-in-law. You know, and I really feel like he was. You know, talking about Scott. You know, because he he really he knew what buttons to push with Scott and, um, just, and, 
it was tough. I mean, he's, well, he's really, uh, Scott really, you know, okay. So, you know, Zach really just, he called me one day and he said, mom, I just, I'm glad that Chase and, and Jamie and Nikki, you know, aren't treating y'all the way I did. And I'm like, Zach, we don't see it that way, you know? And I really felt like he saw himself in a light of just shame, you know, and he just, I felt like he just didn't think he could recover. You know, there's a line in one song that says, you think you're the one that's beyond um, God's grace, you know? And I, sometimes I felt like he thought that because it seemed like so many things were going against him. You know, things were struggling in the Navy, struggling with marriage, struggling in a lot of different areas. And um, it's almost like he was burdened, like that, that he was a burden on you. It just, that's I do the feel like he keeps... got that. Yeah. And I think that that's a big word. I would say that when you start talk to people who are struggling with those feelings of suicide, they feel like they really feel like that the world would be better without them. And it's such a lie. Mm. It's such a lie. So to go through something just so traumatic um, and just, I can't imagine the wide uh, range of emotions. How did your, your faith help you through this? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so having lost, you know, my husband all that time ago. Um, you know, I remember during that time, just really, God really at that time built my faith. But also, I spent a lot of time just like, well, I have to be strong. I got, you know, I just moved forward. I didn't spend a lot of time um, grieving. I mean, I did grieve. I don't know to say I didn't grieve, but I mean, I was. Also, I had three children. I didn't have a lot of time to grieve. I mean, I hit the ground running in the morning and I probably fell asleep before I hit, you know, the pillow as well. So, um, but when this happened with Zach, I just remember um, really just crying out to the Lord and just saying, you know, I, I can't fake it till I make it through this one. You know, God, I can't be strong on my own and I can't there won't be healing in my heart unless you make it happen and um and I so I just basically put it in God's hands if if at any time in my life I ever really did that it was that moment I just said I because I don't know how to heal I don't know how to make myself better I don't know you know I know his word I've read it many times I mean I you know but I in prayer journals you know um, so I just knew if something was going to happen to me to help me through it, it had to be him doing it. It's almost like you, you said, you know, when, when you lost your, your first husband that you had to be strong and when you lost back, it's almost like you relented the fact that you had to be weak. You did, like, yeah. like it there didn't matter. Was, I knew I couldn't be strong you, enough. That's right. Like you just had to allude that I I, I'm going to, weakness is all I've got. And that's what I have to give you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a powerful, that's a powerful lesson to learn. Yeah. For me, I think, you know, it's, it's almost a choice you have when you face a tragedy like that to either cling to God or, or push, push God away. Mm. And um, I saw in Wendy's life when I first met her, how she was clinging to God and how um, she wasn't pushing God away through a, a tragedy. And then so, uh, that was my, she was my example, you know, uh, when we experienced a tragedy of losing Zach and, 
you know, it's said that time heals, but you know, in reality, time doesn't heal. Time with Jesus heals. And I felt like that yeah. that was yeah. the thing that um that when I we did, you know, we didn't push Christ away. We we embraced Him. Uh, we cried out to Him. We cried out in um, anger for you know we, questions, you know, and and then there's the um all important body of Christ that spoke truth into our life during this time because we were hearing a lot of lies, and if we had not surrounded ourselves with the body of Christ, we would have missed out on the truth that they spoke into our life. I can't, you know, um, even mention the people that uh, ministered to us. And, and there's a few people that ministered to us in just some words that um, they may never know, but those words spoke truth into my life uh, and into Wendy's life. And, and we, we desperately needed that at that time. Mm-hmm. Man, that, I, that's so incredible. So many people that, that, end up becoming bitter uh mm-hmm. through through this situation and just to see you guys turn to the lord is it is so encouraging uh for us to hear yeah absolutely so what do you wish that people knew about suicide prevention and awareness i think it's a spiritual battle you know believers aren't exempt from being attacked by the devil and and, and believing those lies you know mm-hmm. um that's one big thing is that you know when you mentioned this earlier, the Satan is, is, is out to steal, kill and destroy. Um, obviously, you know, you, you want someone who is struggling to know that, uh, their value in Christ's eyes, you know, that I think we just, um, we all forget how much, you know, we're loved, how much value we have that, that Christ would uh, die on the cross for our sin. But someone in that state of depression, definitely, I think it just forgets that their value that they have. I think I love that you said, because you're a follower of Christ doesn't mean you're exempt from, from depression. It doesn't mean your faith's not strong enough. Um, Cause I think a lot of people think that when, when you talk about the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, I think a lot of times we view the enemy as that little, little guy on your shoulder that just kind of annoys you or discourages mm-hmm. you. And, and that's not the reality. And like we know, coaching, you got to know your opponent, and he is out to kill, steal, and destroy. That I mean, such an important lesson that we have got to know as followers of Jesus. I just like to add, too, there's also, you know, John 16, 33 says that um, in this world, you will have tr- trouble. You will have struggles. Um, but he says, you know, but take care. I have overcome the world. So, you know, I always think, you know, the devil comes to still kill and destroy, but you know what? He's a defeated foe and, um, and God wins. Jesus already won the battle and he already overcame. So preach it. Yes, uh, I I will. I'll preach it. (laughs) Yes. That's that's so good. I mean, yes. I, I, amazing. And, and what you, I'm not running around scared. I know, I, which is still kill and destroy. I, I mean, love it. bring it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. You guys have exemplified, I mean, so much of what God's word says in, in Romans chapter eight, when he says, God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And you've done that by taking what you've went through and, and God is using that for good to help 
others. And you guys are committed to help others in their journey. And, and you guys have done that in two different ways. Uh, the first one, you guys have the 60 miles in September. And then Coach Smith, you have a book that you have written called The Good Coach. Can you guys tell us a little bit about those two things that you guys have done to help other people? Okay. Well, 60 miles in September really just started as a, um, well, back up a little bit. Um, when Zach was a senior in high school, um, we ran a 5K together. He was running cross country. And um, he and I uh, signed up for this, you know, little 5K in Peachtree City. And uh, just one of my favorite memories um, chokes me up a little bit. But, you know, he, of course, could run it in about 20, well, less than 20 minutes. I don't even know. He was, it didn't take him long. And men ran before the women. So when, you know, I won't say what my time was, but <laughs> I was doing pretty good, you know, for an old lady. And, um, so as I crossed the finish line, Zach was there mm -hmm. and he was just, you know, <laughs> he was just like, go mom, you know, and he was <laughs> a, you would have thought I was breaking records. Um, mm -hmm. the, you know, I don't know, but it just, uh, it's a great memory for me. And so, um, Running is also one of those things that's always defeated me. I do not have a runner's body. Um, I, you know, I'm short and stocky and curvy and whatever you want to call it. Um, I just, so I'm not made for running, but I think, you know, you talk about me being competitive. It just defeats me. And I just, um, you know, so I quit a lot, but I'm like, all right, I'm back. I got to get back. Even right now, I just started a, um, a new, you know, couch to 5k kind of deal. I'm gonna try to get back um, at it. Um, but um, so anyway, all that being said, I um, it was 60 miles, I knew it would be hard for me to com to complete in a month. And, um, but I wanted to do it because I knew it would help me in my grieving process, especially mm -hmm. that, you know, that first year. Um, and so for the first couple of years, um, I just kind of did that on my own. That was just kind of my, my thing. Um, sometimes, you know, the girls would, would go with me, my daughters, and, you know, sometimes, you know, Scott might a little bit, but um, it was just kind of my thing. Um, sometimes I wouldn't make it, and I'd have to do it in October. And then <laughs> sometimes it would stretch over a couple of months, but I'd finally get it done, but. So then um, I had, I was doing a Bible study and I was telling some of the girls in that group about it and they wanted to do it. So I said, okay, I'll just do a little Facebook page. And so I created it and there's probably 10 or 15 of us, you know, that did it. And then um, anyway, I don't know, there's probably about 230, 235 people in there now. And uh, last year we tried to do a little event, had t-shirts. Um, I've raised money for American Suicide um, Prevention or Foundation. And I've also done... Um, like last year sold the t-shirts and just tried to provide um something for people in our local area um you know that needed you know groceries or whatever um i did that um last year this year i'm gonna donate towards stop soldier suicide just trying to i don't know where it's going or how it's going to grow or what god wants to do with it but i know it has resonated with a lot of people um you know people who either are struggling themselves or who have lost um, family members or, or best friends or parents. Um, 
is suicide. And um, so can they find that on Facebook? We, mm -hmm. Yes, they can. 60, yes, 60 miles in September. Mm -hmm. And we want to get as many people to yeah. do this along with you and get, get connected mm -hmm. to help one another. And so anybody listening, we encourage you guys to go to that Facebook 60 mm -hmm. miles in September. Um, and, and what a great Thank you. thing you guys have done of taking really your faith in making beauty out of ashes mm -hmm. and it's it's beautiful so we encourage that and and coach can you tell us about uh tell us about your book the good coach and and maybe how uh, just a little synopsis and maybe um how people could get that okay yeah so I, um my, my book the good coach just the subtitle is on um, pages from the playbook of jesus and it's something that was really a maybe a seven year thing that i originally i started as writing things in my journal and then over about a period of seven years I, I started to feel like that God was um leading me to, to share something with other coaches that could encourage them and um really it's a couple of things just kind of broken down into um pers perspective and principles mm. so I think think about the perspective a coach needs to have and really all of us coaches parents you know athletes is um I think it really challenged I'm really challenged to, to zoom out I call it um you know so many times we we um take our coaching from a zoomed in perspective and then when we really start to zoom out and look at things from the bigger picture. Mm. I think that's the perspective that God has on um, why I coach. And, and um, another thing too, is that Christ, I believe was a coach when he was on the earth, when he led his disciples, uh, he pretty much did the same things that I do as a coach. When he said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Uh, I think that's, a job description of a coach. You know, we're asking uh, young men to follow us. We're asking young men to commit to the training to become something that they're not. And we ask a young men to be involved in something that's bigger than themselves. Mm. And so I feel like that Jesus, when he was on the earth, um, pretty much gives us a, a model of how to be a coach. And so I just share those things in the book and um, some, of, some of my personal stories as well. So, yeah. And, and they can get um, Amazon.com. Uh, the good coach and you know my name and you can buy a Kindle version or a hardback version. Awesome. awesome. And, and we believed in this book so much that we bought it for our um, all of the coaches in Fay in Fayette County here where we live because we believe in the principles of what you shared in that book. So we highly recommend that people go pick that up where you can. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. So thank you guys so much uh, for coming on and sharing your stories. I mean it's it's a story of loss uh, but the encouraging thing is it's also about faith, hope, and love. Uh, but as you know, if you listen to our show, as you know, um, we got ended with huddle up. So, uh, we have a little, little fun two minute drill. Um, and the cool thing about our two minute drill is it's sponsored by the NFL association of Georgia and Eagle universal services ready to serve Eagle universal services is a contract service provider priding itself as a for-profit business doing nonprofit work. Thank you, NFL Alumni Association of Georgia and Eagle Universal Services. Okay, are you guys up for the huddle up two minute drill? Yes. Okay. All right, I All got right. the timer, are we ready? We Go. are ready. Okay, what is your favorite movie? The Green Mile. Remember the Titans. <laughs> if you could be any superhero, who would it be? 
Thor because Wendy has a crush on him. Oh, <laughs> okay. We got a little secret crushes going on too. I like it. Okay. Wendy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to skip me on that one. Okay. Do you have a su superhero power? Mm, sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. If you could hang out with anyone for a day, who would it be? Zach. Oh, yeah. that would be awesome. Sorry. No, I love that you said that. I love that you said that. What is your favorite junk food? Ice cream sandwiches. Peanut M and M. Okay. Ooh, I've seen a lot of those at the game. <laughs> uh, besides Jesus, who is one person you would want to meet from the Bible? Mm, Abraham. Joseph. Mm. Joseph of the colored coat or Joseph, the dad of Co Jesus? You know what? I was going to say colored coat, but I'm thinking I'd like the, the dad of Jesus. What, okay. What, what was he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Scott, what is your favorite quality about Wendy? Oh, her, um, her faith, you know, her um, love for Jesus. Mm. And Wendy, what is your favorite quality about Scott? You know, gosh, he's so awesome. He's just, Scott is Scott. He's, if you know him, then you know what I know. He's the same all the time. He's I just I love him. He is just right for me. <laughs> oh, and that is our timer. Thank you guys for doing the minute drill. Thank you guys. Thank you, Coach Scott you. and Wendy for joining us today. Much. And we want to remind everybody who's listening, you are not alone. God sees you and there are people who want to help you. If you are struggling at all, with any kind of depression, anxiety, we are asking, please reach out to someone today if you are hurting in mm. any way at all. So until next time, we will see you all next month on Huddle Up. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Sarah and I love getting to share other people's stories. If you could just do us a couple favors. One, if you could just subscribe to the Hello with Kristen and Sarah podcast. Two, review it. If you liked it, you didn't like it, or somewhere in between, that just really helps us to develop the content and just the questions that we ask our guests. And third, just share it. If it's something that you enjoyed or administered to you or you think others would like it, please just share it with them. And until next time, when you huddle up with Chris and Sarah Roberts.